This is What I've Learned From Women, a podcast for creatives, business owners, and quiet rebels. I'm your host, Claire Coofland, a certified coach specializing in helping women find their inner rebel and live life on their terms. Each episode will share stories and empower and support each other. This is episode six. This week, I have got the lovely Elle of the e-commerce assistant joining me on the podcast. And we have a really lovely conversation about lots of things, women's roles in society, advice around, you know, how to enjoy work or find things you enjoy in order to make work less of a job. And we also talk about superheroes, Lord of the Rings and Grey's Anatomy. So I really hope you enjoy it. Hi Elle, welcome. Hi Claire, thanks for having me. You're very welcome, it's lovely to have you. We met online via Instagram, we were just talking about this in the pre-chat, weren't we? And I kind of said, oh, I kind of stalked you and just DM'd you and said, do you want to come on the podcast? So... <laughs> Instagram friends all the way. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what you do? Yes, I'm Elle and I help small business owners to basically sell more online with their um, online shops. So I specifically work with Shopify websites and Clavio email marketing, um, but I'm from sort of a general e-commerce background. So um, lots of other things always pop up and, you know, when we're working on those particular things um, and yes, just love every love what I do, love helping small businesses like show up online and sell more online and really feel like confident doing it because I think a lot of the time um, a website can be that scary tech thing that you know they need absolutely need it but it can be um, really tricky for them to like get started or like get to that next level so yeah I love to help them to get there. Yeah absolutely I, I meet so many people that are either they've got a website that they love or that they don't love but they're also a bit scared of how to sell as well so yeah. like that those methods that you're talking about are really helpful I'm sure. Oh definitely there's like a mindset thing with really specifically email marketing actually um, of like oh I don't want to sell and it's like just reframing that to be like actually you're helping people like you're think of it as customer service think of it as like just showing what you can give these people like what you offer um that can be a huge change for people and yeah it's great to help people get there absolutely I was just having a little stalk on your Instagram before we uh, got together on the call and there's a couple of posts that are really good but there was one I really loved about changing the color of your buttons I thought that was a really powerful post Yeah. yeah it's it's funny what people think makes a huge difference and I get it because it's like actually if it's the easy stuff sometimes like, Oh, I'll just change my button and I'll make more sales. But it's just, I, I usually say to people, it's like, it's not ever one big thing. It's like a thousand little things. Mm. And I guess that's what can be so difficult and overwhelming for people like to actually go, well, what do I change and where do I start? Because actually changing the color of your button is just so easy. So yeah, that's, I love that post actually. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Lovely. Should we get into the questions? Definitely. So the first one is what's the best advice you've ever been given? Uh, I have two, well, I have one, I have a work one that I thought I'd go with, um, because obviously we've all been given so much advice in our lives at different times. I mean, <laughs> this one actually has really stuck with me in terms of work. So I, maybe it's not advice and it's more of a quote, but it's basically that everyone is replaceable. So very mm. early on in, uh, my working life, I don't know if someone said this to me or I read it, but it's really stayed with me and it's really helped me like when I've left jobs, um, like moved on maybe it's been my choice maybe it's not been my choice or maybe when people are having difficult times in their job it's just that 
knowing that everyone was replaceable that it's like it's not personal basically like mm. even like ceos can be replaced can't they in big companies so like every it's not that it's you it's that sometimes it's just your time to move on or you're not the right fit for the business anymore and that's just really helped me like not take things personally to like not wear my heart on my sleeve too much maybe it made me a bit tougher which i think isn't a bad thing perhaps because um mm you know, jobs change, people change. And it, it's like, just made me realize that it's okay. It's okay to like change and move on. And I often like tell other people that because I think it's just, it just takes that emotion out of those difficult situations when it comes to jobs, because, you know, we all spend so much time working that it's important to not get too emotionally attached and to feel like, you know, there's other things to life, you know, it's not just about work. Mm. So yeah, that's something that's really helped me in my sort of working life. Nice. I really like that because it does, as you say, you know, that, that kind of feeling of I am replaceable makes it a lot less precious. I can think of scenarios where, yeah. you know, something has happened at work or something's happened with a client and it feels really big. But actually, yeah. if you can take it back, you can take that power out of the situation. Yeah. And I guess it can relate to like it was more for my employed life, I suppose. But I can see mm. how it relates to, you know, self-employment as well, because mm. not in a nasty way, but like clients are replaceable. I think sometimes as, as service mm. businesses, we think if I lose that client, I'm done. And actually, usually when that happens, there's something else out there for us or somebody else pops up and and you're then available sort of to take it. So actually, I think it's actually a really good way of just work working in employed or self-employed life yeah definitely and also it gives you the power to say no because I, yeah. I don't know about you if you yeah. sometimes you meet people and you just feel like the fit's just not going to work it's nothing wrong there's no problem but it just feels wrong and sometimes I've said yes to those clients and yeah. exactly yeah. what you'd expect happens the dynamic doesn't work something breaks down it's not quite right whatever you know the end result's usually fine but the working process can be quite difficult so I suppose it also gives you the power to say no as absolutely well. I've yeah I think that takes time to learn as well when you're self-employed like to that you can say no even just being able to say no to things in and like you say in a nice way in an amicable way like it's sometimes you get that like funny feeling and actually really have to listen to those bad not bad vibes necessarily but like oh I'm not quite sure about this like mm. actually you have to really 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 trust yourself that there's a reason you think that's not quite right I've definitely learned that within the last sort of 18 months probably yeah definitely and it's such a valuable lesson to learn because it saves so much heartache <laughs> yeah and time <laughs> yes definitely so how have you changed over the last 10 years um well massively to be honest mm -hmm. this is one I was thinking about this on a lot because I don't think we often reflect in that massive way like sometimes I think about you know when my first daughter was born which is six years ago and I think oh my gosh like how has it been that long or like how long mm -hmm. we've lived somewhere but I don't think we ever take the time to really sit and look back. So it's really nice to have that question and think about it. But yeah, like possibly the most amount of change apart from like childhood, obviously we changed hugely. Like I was mm. 10 years ago, I was only 23. So I was um, in those sort of post university, like working in London and living in London, no kids, no massive responsibilities, I suppose. Mm. And now I have two kids and a mortgage and a husband <laughs> and I work for myself. Like, like immeasurably changed to be honest and I think um I'm in the part of my life and I think you know many people I know in real life and from Instagram are as well with like it's so busy there's so much going on mm. the kids take up so much time I I don't feel like there's much time for me and perhaps I 
sometimes miss those days of being able to literally walk out the house and go and do whatever I want. Like I, that definitely doesn't happen anymore. And sometimes I miss it, but actually, um, I think all that change that has happened is just actually, it's really great. Cause it's like made me probably a better person. I have like so much going on, but in a, in a good way. Like I actually think sometimes when I think I'm so busy, I just have to think I'm so actually grateful for all the busy stuff that is going on because it's like all lovely isn't it like my little kids my husband and my house and my home it's like actually that's really nice things to have I'm very grateful for them and I wonder what I thought 10 years ago where I'd be I you know I I don't think I thought that far ahead in my early 20s so um I hope yeah I do feel proud of myself I suppose I feel like we don't take that time to go oh I've actually accomplished quite a lot you know in the last sort of 10 years like I say it's been quite huge I would say the last 10 years for me yeah we definitely don't I think it's really rare that we reflect on such large passages of time and I think everyone changes so much in 10 years it's such a long period of time and especially when you go from that sort of early or mid-20s to mid or early 30s it's a big change isn't it it's like all the big things have happened. And there was a point where like they were all happening at once. Like, like we got married, like I had my first child, we got our first mortgage. Like, you know, those are huge things. But they, yeah. I think for a lot of people, whenever it is, they do seem to happen very quickly. So you, like you say, you don't reflect and go, oh, wow, we just did that. We just got married or we just got a mortgage. Like these are huge things. But they've always, mm-hmm. just, like they've just happened so fast. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said I just haven't ever really stopped and gone gosh you know it's been 10 years actually it was 10 years ago since we left London so you know Mm. it's just mad it's actually just mad the stuff that's happened um but yeah it's awesome as well it's great so who is a woman that has inspired you and why um Again, I've been thinking about this one a lot. I love this question. I mean, there's the obvious people, like my mother and my um, my grandma, because she's a huge part of our lives, my only grandma. But I actually think they're, like, obvious, you know, that everyone's impacted by their, like, mother and their grandmothers. But I think for me, it was actually some um, teachers at school. And I probably can't even actually name them now because obviously (laughs) I've forgotten. But there was a couple of teachers that were women. Um, One was an English teacher in uh, sort of year six, seven, that time when you're sort of changing from Mm. your little kid into, I guess, like a teen. Um, And I loved English at school and I loved writing. I loved writing poetry. I loved writing stories. Um, And she, I just remember her being just super nice and just super like encouraging and supportive. And then when I got to secondary school, like into year GCSE sort of level, there was another English teacher. Again, I can't remember her name and I do apologize, but um, (laughs) I remember her saying to me that, oh, you're going to be really successful or you're going to go, you're going to do great things basically. Like literally just one time, one sentence. And honestly, I have almost held on to that. Like, oh, but that teacher said that. Mm. So I almost partly have to live up to it her expectation Mm. but also just that positivity and you know they were two wonderful I had lots of wonderful teachers but they were two wonderful teachers that really helped me and saw that I had an interest and maybe a talent in something and like really pushed it in me um and I just am really thankful for that to be honest because I often you know think about especially that the one that said you know you're going to do well it's like that positive affirmation has kind of pushed me ahead I think in in work particularly mm-hmm. but in life as well so yeah kind of maybe too in feels like insignificant but I think actually are they not the most important sometimes those little moments 
Absolutely. What a wonderful thing for a teacher to say to a sort of impressionable student. So lovely. And I can imagine as that teacher, if you ever knew that uh, I used to be a teacher. So I can imagine as a teacher a long time ago, but I did. And if you ever found out the impact that had, it could be so powerful for them too. Because it was probably a really obvious observation. You know, they saw you doing well and thought you will continue to do well. Yeah but it's had a big impact yeah and I guess it probably was quite off the cuff um Mm. and obviously it's like a teacher's job to teach and encourage but like I just think sometimes you get that real connection with certain people in life and especially teachers like we're in school such a long time and I I have two daughters now and if if a teacher says I can see actually with my daughter that's at school I can see when she gets like a positive comment not that we can always be positive, like I'm obviously fine with having negativity, but mm-hmm. you can see how much it affects her. Like even her whole week could change because of like one thing the teacher said in terms of mm-hmm. like, oh, you did a great job or you really tried hard or you've, re-, you know, it's so, it really transforms how we like go about our week and our day and actually, yeah, our maybe our lives as well. Yeah, really. And, and even just as you and I, if someone's nice to you in the street or says something nice to you, generally it can have such a big impact on the week. You know, just one compliment or one nice thing can be just really powerful. So it's maybe a nice thing to take away that you could do that for somebody else as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Like even just, yeah, like saying nice things, helping people out. Like I do definitely try and do that more. I think I try and do that Mm. more to kids. I don't know if it's made me just a bit more patient perhaps and a bit more maybe kind as well and just to be like you know help someone out if they're struggling in the street like you say and actually it can um transform their day or just put them on that sort of positive I just I'm very I'm very positive person so I think you know if if I can help other people you know by some small little act of kindness yeah it's pretty important isn't it yeah yeah definitely and it has that forward effect as well doesn't it where if you make their day better then they might go forward and make someone else's day better so yeah yeah nice okay do you have a favorite quote or saying tricky one I I guess because I'm in the part of my life with little kids um (laughs) and this one's a bit controversial because I know some people hate this saying but I really found thinking of the saying this too shall pass really helped me when like my youngest daughter's only one and a half now so like fairly recently it's helped me get through those really tough sort of baby days of like they're crying constantly or you don't know what to how to get them to sleep or feeding's going really difficultly or whatever it is it's like these moments are really fleeting actually and maybe you know looking back even just now like we've been talking over a decade or five years or whatever it's mm-hmm. like those moments were nothing they were actually fleeting and tiny and not insignificant at all but they didn't last long but I think when you're in those moments and it can relate to work and family Mm. and all sorts of things can't it like when we're going through difficult times it honestly sometimes feels like it's crushing you and it's going to be it's so bad so I think and I know people find that saying yeah contentious but I have found the positive in it in terms of something is around the corner whether that's the baby days you get past that newborn time or like school feels a lot with my eldest and I'm like well then we'll be in the summer and it'll be a bit more relaxed like whatever it is Mm. I just I do think of it often and I think it does help get past those difficult moments for me 
Yeah, I totally agree. I actually really like it as a quote. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the same ship with you. Um, yeah, I think it's really powerful because you can be in the moments where it's really difficult. And, you know, if I think about it from any perspective, but um, it came to me as a work perspective, sometimes you've got a lot on, you've got a lot of projects to finish or something and you feel overwhelmed or overworked. Yeah. And that saying can be so powerful because you know that, you know, in a couple of weeks, if yeah. you think about it, that's going to be over and yeah. there'll be something else to think about, I'm sure. But yeah or even like sometimes it isn't weeks it's months or even years like you know the especially going back to kids like that does last for years in a way (laughs) like things are always changing and but then also it's like we've said at the beginning it's like stopping and reflecting and looking back because the change sort of happens right in front of you but you can't almost see Mm -hmm. it so it's like just yeah feeling like things will get better things will change whether that's business or work or life whatever it is it's like there's positivity around the corner. Maybe that's what it is. And like I said, I am a very positive person. So it, it helps me stay positive. I don't see the negative in it, which I think some people often do. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've never thought about it like that, but I suppose you're right. It can have that feeling of getting through things. Yeah. Like, past I, things, but yeah. It's like, yeah, live in the moment. Obviously, I totally agree with that. Yeah. But also that you can look a little bit ahead. Like we all like to look ahead to things, don't we? It's like a holiday. It's lovely to like, be like, oh, I'm so excited about that. You know, I'm quite like that. I do like to think about the things that are coming up. And, but it's okay to do that as well as like, you know, live in the moment. You can do both. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, love that. So in your opinion, what are some of the biggest challenges that women face today? And what could we do to overcome them? I think, I think it's, probably something everyone's thought about and talked about a lot is uh like basically being a working mother Mm. I often think well I say to my grandma actually that it was easier for her and she tells me off because it it, she says it wasn't (laughs) easier for her and I'm not saying it's ever easier in any decade for people but I just think Mm. right now what we're living through is like we're we're women and we're able to work great like that's not a bad Mm. thing but also I feel like we're also mothers a lot of us and we're still expected to be like a full-time mother and potentially Mm. a full-time employee or worker, whatever you want to call yourself. Um, and, and home maker and all the other roles that like we've had over the past, it's not like those stopped and we started to work. It's just that they've all been mashed into this one thing that we're supposed to be. And personally, I find that really, really hard. And I'm sure um, Mm. other people do as well. And I, you know, childcare, you know, all these things that are happening in society, the cost of childcare, like work, flexible working, like it all affects, I feel like it all disproportionately affects mothers and women. um, Mm. Because, you know, today, my daughter's with my mum. So it's, you know, actually the women in in my life are still Mm. working even if they're not officially working because they're now caregivers to my children um and that you know that is affected by things like the cost of childcare and the fact that I can only work so much and then I've got to also you know cook and clean and Mm. I feel like we often are told it's great and we should be really grateful that we're working like it's we're working mother it's great it's like actually sometimes it's really hard to do both things because we want to do them a hundred percent but we can't how can we do them a hundred percent because we're not in it a hundred percent are we no not at all and that kind of myth of we can have it all which is really really popular and still talked about I think is is it can be quite um I don't know I don't want to say the word damaging but it can be quite 
difficult because you've got these expectations put upon you and possibly you put them on yourself that yes I can have it all I can do it all but sometimes I think do we really want it all yeah (laughs) and are we allowed to say that like yeah it feels like we even now in 2023 it's like we must be grateful for the opportunity to work but Mm. actually sometimes I think gosh maybe it would be easier if I I didn't work and there wasn't an expectation of society for us to work Mm. like would that be easier like I don't know it's impossible now because Mm. pretty much every household needs dual income but sometimes you do your mind just goes off and wonders like what would it have been like what would it be like if I was a 1950s housewife like (laughs) you know I don't really want to go back to that period although I do love that time period um me too (laughs) but it's like I don't know sometimes I just think but then I think, did what did women then think? Did did they they probably thought, oh, it's better than it was for my mother's generation in like the twenties or the thirties? You know, actually, we probably yeah. always all think back to our mother's generation and our grandmothers, and and we compare and we contrast, and you know, we all probably say to each other, oh, I had it worse, I had it better. Like, there's always going to be that dynamic, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And the grass is always greener. It's one of those phrases that's common for a reason. You know, we always think, you know, even if we're looking at somebody else with a different life and different choices, we're thinking, oh, it must be easy. I wonder what that's like. But they're probably thinking that about us as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have an ultimate life tip or hack? Yes, I do actually for this one. I have one prepared. So my it's linked to being a working mother and you know all these things I suppose but I actually did it a very long time ago so my hack is to turn all notifications off your phone and have your phone on silent um obviously phones are such a big part of our lives and I think I'm thinking about it more as I see my daughters grow and I think oh my god they're going to need a phone one day Mm -hmm. and it does scare me to be honest um so I'm always thinking, oh, how can I be on my phone less? Like we're all actually, we're all addicted to our phones. Like, you know, even if you say you're not, you are. So um, a very long time ago, I put my phone on silent and I never really, I only take it off silent if I know I'm waiting on a call or someone, mm-hmm. I need to answer it. So literally it's on, it doesn't ring, it doesn't vibrate. And I don't have notifications from Instagram and emails. Like I can go into my emails and look, but it's obviously you have to like, take that action you have to actually Mm. actually do it and I just think it helps I'm still not fully present like I'm not perfect at all um but I think it just helps me be a little bit more present and not be like oh the phone's pinged I must look at it because it's if it goes off we want to look at it right like it's kind of impossible to ignore so I just think it's helped me not get that like pulled out of that moment um so much and like I said I still I still do look at it because you know I want to see if there's anything on there but having no notifications I think definitely helps it's a bit of a hack for me yeah I think that's a really good one actually I think I have my phone on silent but I don't I have like you can do that thing where you get notifications every four hours or something in a little window um but I think I might take that off as well because I'm the same I kind of can't help myself from looking and yeah, I think it's a really good idea. I think we're all so addicted to, I, you're totally right, we're all so yeah. addicted to our phones. And even though you try not to, you know, the weekend, I was like, I'm not going to go on Instagram all weekend. <laughs> Me too, and I definitely failed. And I didn't. <laughs> yes, 
same. I think I went on about five times, which is much better than normal. But I found myself going in and I was like, what are you doing? You said you weren't going to go on. (laughs) It's subconscious, right? Like, it's not. This is why it's so hard to like break that habit, I think, because it's like it's in the pile of subconscious habits. Like I bite my nails and I hate it. But honest Mm. to God, it's subconscious. I do not know I'm doing it. Um, It's such a bad habit, but it's so hard to break because I'm like, when do I when do I sit and do that? Because I'm so unaware of it. And Mm. I think it's exactly the same with our phones, Instagram, whatever it is that you're, you know, you're kind of addicted to on the phone. It's the same thing. It's like, oh my gosh, how did I, how did I get here? (laughs) How did I get, (laughs) how did I get scrolling again? Because, um, yeah, I had every intention of doing the same this weekend and I did fail, but like you said, I went on it less. So that's, that's Mm -hmm. progress, right? Yeah, totally. It's not anything's progress. (laughs) Okay, so what advice would you give to women who are just starting out and would like to make an impact? I guess I should think of my daughters, although they're a bit far from starting Mm. their working life. But I think, I think definitely do what makes you happy, because Mm. I think a lot of people um, get like stuck in jobs that they're not really don't really like, maybe they think they have to do or they think they have to work up the corporate ladder in a certain way like I'm not from a corporate background at all I've always worked for small businesses which has been wonderful but even in those it's felt like well I must get this promotion I must try and reach that level of job and I must do these things and actually everyone's career and working life is not in a straight trajectory it goes up and down there's there's sometimes more important things and that's okay as well like you know when you take time out to to have children or if you want to go traveling like whatever it is it's absolutely fine I don't think I think if people can just see it as more of a like a learning curve I suppose like you know we get asked at you know, I can't remember what age we are, 16, 15, something like that. Like, what do you want to do? And what, you know, we have this careers advice. I don't even know if they still do that. Actually, I'm thinking of my childhood, you know, what do you want to study at university? And it's like, I don't know, like, how do you know what you want to do? Like, it's such a big thing to ask people to, to guess, I suppose, like, you might know what you like doing. I think focusing on that is probably the best thing. Like, what do you like doing? What do you feel like you're good at? And then going with that, but also going, well, if you study something at uni, it doesn't have to be what your job is, you know, for your life. I think, I think seeing it as not lifelong as well is a big thing for me. Like I never saw it as like, I'm going to do this one job forever. Like I've always thought I'll just see what happens and like what I like. Um, and I would encourage other young women to do the same, like do something you love at uni, if that's your path. Um, but also go out and work. That's fine too. You know, like go and find in the workplace what you like and be, be, I remember like thinking you had to have a job for like two years or it would look bad. You, I don't know if you've ever had, I don't know if that's yes. advice we got once. Yeah, um, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's bad on your CV to have a job for less than two yeah. years. And, and I think that really stuck with me. Like I must, even if you start a job and you really don't feel like mm. it's a good fit, similar to what you said about a, a client that's not a good fit. It's like, it's actually okay to not carry on like you it's not it doesn't make you like a bad person or unemployable or you know it's fine to just find your way in whatever way that is it doesn't have to be in a certain path and you definitely don't have to stay in a job you don't like um that's probably quite a lot of advice actually (laughs) that's great it's great it made me think when you're talking about staying in something it made me think about the sunk cost fallacy where 
just because you've done something for a while you don't have to stay doing it or you know just because you it, it actually relates to financial things and it's like yeah. if you've spent so much money you don't need to keep spending the money you can stop yeah and I think it's really good advice because so often we stay in jobs or we do things that we're not quite sure about because we think we should like the two-year thing I totally and that's I'm sure that was told yeah. to me as well you don't know where um, that's come from. <laughs> it's I think it's one of those urban myths yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean I I do wonder if it's from like I think of it with like houses as well like where you live mm. was um you know I feel like my grandmother's um and maybe my mum and dad's generation as well it was like people stayed in homes so much longer like my grandma still lives in the same house so to move around mm. is maybe still a fairly new thing like I've lived loads of places already like obviously we go off yeah. to uni a lot now a lot of students decide to do that so you're moving away from your hometown and then you might move somewhere around, might go to London like I did. Like that that staying in a one place doesn't really happen. So maybe it was linked back to that when people mm. often did stay in their hometown for in the same house for like 20, 30 years. Like it just, I just feel like it's the things have just changed so much. Absolutely. Yeah, they really have. And I do love the the thing you said earlier about do what you love do you know, do what you like do what you're interested in because I think that's just really good advice because you'll always be good at something you love you'll always yeah. you know get joy from it and it will never really feel like work I mean yeah. sometimes it will but yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> ultimate goal to do something that doesn't feel like work and like you say it's still hard it's not that mm. things aren't hard or I you know I still get stressed from my job mm. even though it's I've created it and I can I can do what I like it's, mm. it's still stressful but yeah I think if you love it or like it or have joy from it like you say it's going to make those difficult times less difficult perhaps because you aren't going to be thinking oh well I hate this I mean that's the worst feeling in the world when you hate a job it you know I think we've all been through that it's awful Monday dread and all that it's just the worst thing yeah, definitely. And it just feels like you're kind of you instead of looking forward to a holiday, for instance, you're actually just pinning everything on it. And you're like, I, I remember being in this situation and feeling like I was dragging myself towards that holiday. So yeah. Well, and then there's the, whether it's a weekend or a holiday or whatever, it's like, then you have to go back. Like, how awful yeah. is that feeling if you don't like, yeah. if you're in a job you hate or, or a situation that's not great? It's like, that's, that feeling is awful. And you also, yeah. if you're away, you, I've had times where it's like, from three days you know three or four days in you're already thinking about oh, to work like oh I don't want to like what horrible thing I don't want anyone to feel that no that's really good advice so what's the biggest lesson you've learned oh my goodness <laughs> that's a huge <laughs> question yeah uh in life I think having children has helped me learn that that I think because you so you so then don't worry about yourself basically you basically stop caring um <laughs> but in a really good way I don't mean like caring about your parents I mean like you kind of get out of your own head mm. so I feel like I from having children I have learned that it's I just I've learned not to stress not to worry like I've not been a massive worrier, but there's been certain things that would stress me out. One, for example, is like traveling, literally going anywhere mm. would make me stress. So whether it's flying or get, catching a train and being like driving somewhere, I would used to get quite anxious about it. Mm. And then I kind of had my first daughter and it, it just like dissipated because it was like, I had to focus on, has she got all her things? Do we have the milk? Do we have the, you know, all that stuff you go through in your head, that checklist of things that I never had time to like worry about myself and 
maybe my anxiety in terms of the traveling. So I think that has been a huge, I don't know if it's a lesson or just like a massive change of mindset or or whatever, but maybe it's having a distraction of a little child mm. has just really helped me almost like chill out, I suppose as well. Like I, I was definitely more highly strung before I had children. So it's mellowed mm. me. And I think that's, that's a, a really nice thing actually to have happened. Obviously lots it can be very stressful having children don't get me wrong like there's a lot more stresses in my life but I feel like I'm more mellow I've learned to be more mellow maybe I'm just more like I'm still super like I still um, I love a routine I'm quite organized but it's just allowed me to kind of let go a little bit and I think that's mm. a really positive thing like for your whole life to be able to do yeah definitely that the way you were talking about it was almost like the priority shifted mm. and that helped you to kind of just change the way you think about something. Yeah. And it, it helps everything. And it means I can help. I feel like I can help like my, I have a younger sister and I can sort of say to her, like, not that, Oh, you'll realize this when you have children, but like I can sort of say, I can help her like get out of that sort of mm. your own head. You're basically getting your own head, don't you? Mm. And it's just allowed me to like push past that. And then, help yeah I can now see I can almost see Kira <laughs> it's a terrible thing to say it sounds ridiculous but like it's just helped me see past those things that I would get hung up on maybe or feel really anxious about and just be able to yeah like have that focus put elsewhere it's, it's been a big mindset change for me that's really nice to hear <laughs> so how do you think you've seen women's roles in society evolve during your lifetime I think quite a big change actually because um I mean I was born in the 90s so um things have changed quite a lot I think when I look back at things like I I quite like looking back at like history and politi politics and things that have happened at the time obviously I don't remember it but I think lots has gone on in our life in the sort of the 90s and the 2000s and, and obviously up until now and I think women I think things, even though bigger changes happened further back in history that again, I'm really interested in, but I think the, the working, the working hours of women, ha that's definitely had an impact since I was born for sure. Mm -hmm. um, my mum didn't work when I was little, but then she did start to work when I was um, a little bit older. Um, but I, most, a lot of mums didn't work when I was at school. Mm -hmm. And now like I go up to the school gates and I think it's totally changed. Like I would say, the majority of mums um, probably work at in some capacity now, whereas they didn't when I was at, when I was at school. And I think I do, th even though I, you know, I said earlier that you know trying to be a working mother is really hard, and there's still the home and things, and we still have bear so much responsibility. I think I do think the balance has shifted. Mm -hmm. There is definitely, you know, there's more dads up at school. You know, um, men definitely take more um, ownership in the home, do more jobs around the house. You know, like I feel like the balance, I'm not always sure the balance is completely 50-50, definitely not in my life. But um, I feel like that the, the change actually for men is really positive because that in turn has helped like women. So I think I've seen that happen in my lifetime. Like, you know, my dad worked and my mum didn't. But now my kids see us both working. Although my daughter did say to me the other day that daddies work and mummies don't. And I'm like, where are you getting that from? Because I work. Like, I think she doesn't think I work because I'm just at home. Um, mm. Obviously, working from home has changed things hugely. Obviously, more recent changes, like working from home. I think that's changed things maybe more for 
working dads actually than working mums because my yeah my husband is able to be here more um and see the girls more so that's I mean that's a huge people will definitely look back you know when we jump ahead 50 years and I think people will look at this time like 2020 and and onwards it'll be a huge huge thing maybe children will learn about it at school and stuff (laughs) yeah it's really as you were saying that about remote working I was kind of thinking yeah I think about in their lifetime your children's lifetime and what they're going to think about working and what they're going to think about their role because they can work from anywhere and do anything I think by the time they're old enough most jobs will be able to be done remotely I imagine so and that's that's literally happening right in front of us isn't it like that that's still happening in a way with like working from home flexible uh flexible working the four-day week Mm. that's obviously happening for some companies like trial runs like I feel like it's a huge shift that actually is still happening we're actually living through that shift um mm. so the change from like yes if I look back to my school days to now which isn't that long it's quite long but it's not that long like <laughs> that, you know t- 20 plus years that's insane amount of change in terms of a dad going out to work was still the norm in the in the 90s and the early 2000s and now it's definitely totally different like lots of men obviously do four day weeks three day weeks share the childcare. like that's that's great I love that we need more of that I think absolutely and I know some people who are you know the mainly at home and the woman's the kind of person that goes out to work or works and is the main bread earner and I think that's really interesting as well that's totally shifted yeah 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 nice okay so who is your favorite female character in a book film or tv series this one's hard because I love reading and I've always loved reading so when I was younger like read you know Lord of the Rings when I was 13 or something I was a big fantasy novel fan and actually I would read anything um and I think those sort of books definitely influenced me because they you know they have female characters that are strong and some of them do fight and things like that. and I loved that and and then more recently I love um since I was in my teen years I've loved all the Marvel films and again okay, there's more male superheroes and some of the female, yeah, there is a lot of talk about there's not enough female, but there is female superheroes and I love, I've always loved all that and resonated with that. Um, And then even, because I am the Harry Potter generation, even, you know, Hermione Granger needs a shout out, doesn't she? Like she is, and my daughter, like we read Harry Potter now and she can sort of connect with that character Mm. and I just yeah I I love reading so there is probably loads loads more but I do love books where there's like a strong female character and even recently actually I read Lessons in Chemistry which I know a lot of people have read Mm. um and Elizabeth Zott is such an amazing character and I really I think I loved reading that book because of her if you haven't read it read it yet I highly highly recommend it um Mm. she's such a cool character like really strong and feisty and I definitely resonate with her so that's a that's a more recent uh one that I've loved oh I'm gonna have to read it I've seen so many people oh, not read it, it. So oh, I'm not read it no I love reading but oh, I've seen so many people reading it I'm gonna take it I'm going on holiday in a couple of weeks I think I might get it and take it on holiday oh yeah, and I haven't I hadn't read for so long because you know we had kids don't have time you know I kept putting and I used to be such a avid fast reader and that was the book that got me back into reading because it was just so good. I loved it. And the like I say, Elizabeth Sott, the main character in it, she, I could just read and read about her, to be honest. I want more of her. I know there is a TV series coming. So I, yeah, definitely read it first. Yes, um, it's just like a strong, fem- yeah, female role model for sure. Like it's so good. 
Amazing. I also love that you mentioned I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan too, oh, yeah. and also a Marvel fan. So I love that you mentioned it because it's really oh, rare you hear those. Like, and, and the first person that came to mind when you said Lord of the Rings was Galadriel. Oh, yeah. Well, and obviously the new series, I don't know if you've seen Rings of Power. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes, I have. I love Galadriel and Arwen and all the other, yeah, like yes. they are strong women like whether they're like wizards or you know elves and they fight like that definitely had an impact on me as a like a teen girl like I I never saw it for like boys or anything because you know I think sometimes fantasy superheroes all that sort of realm Mm. we think of it and actually I just I really just loved I I mean I love to just like be in that world um Mm. for sure but definitely there's some real strong female characters throughout all those series yeah, definitely. There's some wonderful ones in all of those. So it's a really great invention. <laughs> <laughs> my, my geeky, yeah, my geeky fantasy, Lord of the Rings. I just love, love it. it. I still love yeah. it. I love it. My kids love it too. I'm going to, I don't think they're quite old enough yet. It's a bit scary for them. <laughs> yeah, but they're great books. So yeah. it's good. maybe The Hobbit. There's less women in The yes. Hobbit. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the last question What have you learned from women? Oh my goodness. Another huge question from you, Claire. (laughs) I think I've learned to just basically do a lot. I think I've learned from women. Like I think as women, we take on a lot of things. Like we've spoke about all the different roles we sort of have and play, if you like, and the responsibilities. And I think it's, I've learned Uh, you know along all the years and all the women in my life to just like kind of juggle it all and like we've said sometimes that gets too much and that's you know fine but actually I have learned that we we can do a lot as women we actually are amazing and um we can you know organize a lot and control a lot and be in charge of a lot and I I think I have learned that but then also use that as like a superpower I suppose of like even those days when it feels like too much and I can't be all these roles, I just kind of think, yes, I can. I'm a superhero. I'm going to just do it. Like, <laughs> uh, it sounds so silly, but I, yeah, I think otherwise the, the the it does feel too much. It's kind of like, again, coming back to that positivity and that like, this too shall pass, you know, all that feeling of like, it's just a moment and I'm just going to try and own it, I suppose, in the, in the best way I possibly can. That's amazing. No, I really love it. And I love the idea of the superhero because I think that sometimes we need to feel like that. You know, sometimes and there's the the superhero pose. That, I mean, I used yeah. to watch Grey's Anatomy and they talk oh, about yeah. it quite a lot. I love that. I think, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and I think that it does just even the mental vision of I'm a superhero can help you get through so much. Definitely. It's like even it's just those difficult days rather than feeling down and things are hard. And yeah, we accept that that's fine mm. but actually yeah like just power through super power through whatever um mm. and just own own it as best you can and yeah f- and feel all that power that you've got from the women in your life like kind of like harness all that I think that's that's yeah. what I try and do anyway that's amazing I love it <laughs> thank you <laughs> so where can people find you online um so I hang around on Instagram quite a lot uh, <laughs> as we've <laughs> um so I'm at the e-commerce assistant and yeah always happy to chat in the dms obviously um and my website is the e-commerce which you can find me on as well if you want to ever work with me but yeah instagram is is kind of my place if you want to have a more of a chat 
Lovely. Well, I'll make sure those links are all in the show notes so people can find you easily. It's been so lovely to chat to you. Thanks, Claire. Thank you for joining me. You can find me over on Instagram at grow underscore with underscore moxie, or you can email me at hello at clairecoupland.co.uk. I'm also on Substack under Moments of Moxie. The podcast will also be hosted over there as well as in all the other places that you can find it. Thank you for listening. And if you like this, press subscribe so you can get the next episode straight in your feed. I hope you're having a really wonderful week. I'll speak to you soon.